Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome to the Winging It F1 podcast. We're doing it on a Saturday for the first time in a while because that's when we're all free. Uh, yeah, F1 isn't on for a few weeks, but there is still a lot to talk about. And for the first time, well, first time, for the second time in two years, uh, we are doing one of these predicting next year's grid special edition podcast because we didn't do one last year because I can't remember why, but we did one in the first year. Uh, so that's gone well. So that's what we're doing. And with me to do that is a confused Freddie Coates and the athletics watching Adam Dickinson. Are you all right on this fine Saturday evening? That's going to be the longest title of any winging it episode ever. <laughs> so that's great. That's very SEO friendly. I feel like it's the most winging it of all of the um, introductions of all time. You can I've done some bad that. intros too often. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly, and I'm taking all of those into account when I said that. <laughs> the Harry and Meghan one's still one of my favourites, but uh, yeah, the co- yeah, I can't remember what episode that was. So I was going to say go oh, back I and mean, watch it. I don't recent, even know what it was. With the recent news a couple of weeks ago about Prince William. It's a good thing you didn't do one then. But anyway, oh, I don't, I don't know about that. No, so, no don't do look I. it up. Don't look it up. I'm not part well, of the royal family like you. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say what... No. Okay. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on because I don't know what it's about. Uh, let's talk about fun one, not the Premier League. Uh, even the Liverpool drew their first <laughs> game. Uh, well, at least you've scored a goal. We've had 180 minutes of no goals, so... Yeah, yeah and I captain Salah, so I got 20 points. I captain <laughs> Kane, so I didn't. Yeah. Anyway, silly season. It's stupid season this year, but the first or the top three teams, their drivers are already... Well, it's not going to change, is it? Unless something absolutely crazy. Brendan Hartley's going to go to Mercedes. Already. Uh, so at Red Bull, I presume we've all got Verstappen and Perez to be on the grid next year. Verstappen's contracted till 2028. Perez was announced uh, earlier this year to be on the grid uh, for 2023. Uh, any thoughts? Yeah, and 2024. 2024. Sorry. Yeah, 2024. Yeah. It was it was straight after his Monaco win. Yeah. Any quick after. thoughts on that before we move on from Red Bull? I, I, I'm, I, I said point, points about this in, in our previous episode about the uh, Hungarian Grand Prix. I think it's fantastic. I think it is a fantastic lineup, but I do think they probably should do a little bit more to just bring Perez that little bit closer. Because I think Max can drive around some of the, the issues a bit better than Perez. And if you want mm-hmm. to have two drivers, um, which they did at the start of the season, it was when the car was suiting them a little bit more similarly. Whereas yeah. now it's um, a lot more of a Verstappen car. And that's, you know, it's a good way to develop it when Verstappen's in a title fight. But I do think Rebel do probably need to cover off the threat of other cars for their second driver, if that makes sense. Mm. Adam, any thoughts on the driver lineup? Um, no, again, something that I've said before, I think it's it helps massively on Perez's side that there isn't really any pressure currently coming from um, the driver academy or the junior team from the... Uh, brands that um, invented really the current um, setup of driver academies there's kind of isn't popping off so far so yeah yeah and that brings us on to Ferrari who have got Charles Leclerc till 2026 at least and Carl Sainz till 2024 now if things got really really bad with their strategy and uh, you know it, it gets even worse somehow do you think one of them would decide to leave early maybe not this year but next year Depends on the opportunities. Mm. Um, 
I we don't know what Lewis Hamilton's going to do at the end of next year, um, and we don't know what Mercedes would do in that situation, say of bringing in a replacement for Lewis Hamilton. Um, and there's no bait greater kind of win for them probably than getting Charles Leclerc into that seat. But I can also see Carlos Sainz being a little bit cheaper to get and also very, very fast. So I wouldn't be surprised if if that kind of thing happens. But currently I'm of the belief that Lewis Hamilton is going to sign a renewal contract for yeah. 25, maybe 26. So with an option at least. So I don't really think there's going to be much change there just due to the... Um, contractual position meaning they're safe in a very competitive car at least yeah that's exactly what i think adam uh yeah i the i see, the biggest threat i see is between both of them if if the relationship between them sours kind of like a mm. alonso hamilton um type thing then i can see one of them probably more likely to be signed but i can see i can see one of them mustering out before that but um yeah i, I don't think I don't think it's likely, but I think there's a possibility. Yeah, and again, this won't be for next year. This will be for 2024. So for 2023, uh, Ferrari are going to keep their lineup, which brings us on to Williams. We've gone from the front of the grid to the back because Alex Albon, for all for anyone to say something, does he? No, he doesn't. Because <laughs> Alex Albon, <laughs> I don't know why I said it in that voice as well. Bit giddy. Uh, Alex Alwan has signed a new contract uh, to stay at the team until 2024. Uh, I think the team have done it just to cover it off in case he has any thoughts about going to Alpine. That is my kind of instinct of it. Is that something you'd agree with, or was it done before then? Yeah, uh, mm, I, I can see both arguments. I think they'll have been keen to get it done because I think he has. Um, you know, he, he signed the one-year deal last year and I get the feeling that from Williams' side, it was a, we'll see where you're at, whether we're getting Toro Rosso, Albon or Red Bull Albon and they've seen which one they've got and they want to extend that. So I can see they'd have definitely have a, had an appetite before all of the craziness that's gone down, but maybe it did kind of make them move a bit quicker. We we don't know, but yeah, um, I think it's a good move. Good move from Williams especially. Albon, it's a safe move. Um I, I think, yeah, I think it's probably the right decision. You know, he might have had a chance higher up the grid, but in terms of, you know, still just getting further and further away from the Red Bull debacle and putting that further and further in the long-term memory, I think it's it's a good move for him. Yeah. I think, yeah, continuing on from what Adam was saying there about moving away from his Red Bull days, it's, it's this is, I think, actually staying at Williams is probably the perfect move for him, continuing to be that team leader, continuing to be that that building driver because you know he's been linked to Alpine he's been linked to McLaren as to kind of just suggestions but he goes to those teams and he's not the team leader in a way that he is at Williams basically and I think staying there it gives him the best opportunity to be um, considered as more of a top driver than in, in to be honest in a midfield team where yeah you'll be fighting for points a bit more regularly but at the end of the day the performances aren't going to be showing you up as greatly you could say um i think that's a very optimistic viewpoint of that but i mean a move say say if alex album was recalled to alpha tarry that would be to be honest really quite a nothing move for him where he is at the moment i think he can stay at williams and for the for the multi-years as it's multi-year contract um and can basically just really solidify his reputation which he's done a mega job with this season already and i think just solidifying that is exactly what Alpine needs to do. And 
I do think I do agree there is a certain element of Williams snapping that up quick because there's such volatility in the market and he has been um, probably been having a couple of chats with Alpine and stuff like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was fast tracked at the start of this. Yeah. Week. The, the only thing yeah. I would say on it is if he'll be 29 at the start of the 2025 season. So that is kind of time maybe running out a bit to, well, no, that's, mm, I don't know. It's just like he will, he's, I still think of him as this young driver, but actually he will be, you know, nearly 30 yeah. at that point. So, yeah, and um, said 41. So, mm, yeah, but he isn't it. Fernando Alonso. I don't think I'm uh, j- jumping the gun in saying that. So, no, yeah, no, it is. I know what you mean, but I think Alvin, I think he has got a bit more kind of a, obviously for more time, but he's got a bit more kind of to do for that. He can't really be jumping the gun, in my opinion. Because I think that's what stepped him. He's obviously got a lot of confidence, but I think that's what stepped him back in everyone's estimations because he wasn't eight, because he was thrust into the spotlight and it did kind of go wrong when things went wrong up there and it just threw him down a bit more. So I think just a base is a bit better for him at the moment, in my opinion. I think his next contract needs to be with, with a big team if he yeah. wants any chance of winning races and that kind mm. of thing, though. So I, I think you know. that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And just kind of 29, I guess, is a bit later than he'd want for that. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a safe deal for him. Absolutely. But who will be his teammate? This brings us on to the first question mark, talking, big talking point in our prediction. Who wants to go first? Is it me who's going to go first? It'll be Daniel yes. Ricciardo. Oh, oh, Adam's got oh, Daniel oh, Ricciardo oh, to Williams. Oh, oh, oh. Hang on, just hang on. Just oh, before no, this, 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 just before you speak. Himself. Yeah, Adam was saying that he's played it safe. That is not safe. Saying Ricciardo to Williams, explain yourself. Um, I just, I think they will probably want Logan Sargent to get in, but I think they'll want to see maybe a bit more or have given him another season in F2 before that. I don't know. Um, but I think maybe looking at um, how Sonoda did and how he struggled last year, they'll kind of maybe want to avoid that a bit. So, and I don't see them bringing in, for that reason, bringing in someone like De Vries, I don't think would make that much sense because, you know, he's kind of a rookie. There's not kind of as many one and done things being done anymore so yeah I don't know I just thought it kind of made sense from both sides to me where you've got Ricardo, he stays on the grid and for Williams they you know it, obviously it's not gone great with Ricardo, but up until you know his last um, or the start of his McLaren career then we know the driver that he was and I think it's worth the gamble for Williams to see if that driver is still there. And if he's not, then they ship him, ship, ship him on in a year and bring um, Sergeant in. And if so, then he might have the chance to move up the grid or they'll see what happens. So, I, I've i gone with Sergeant. I've gone with the driver. I, I think he's... I've, I've never been a big fan of him, admittedly. But this year, he has changed my opinion of him a bit. I think he's shown... Bit more speed, and I think he, looking back, he is always a driver who kind of punches above his weight. I feel, mm. I think being American as well, F1 will be telling Williams and Ray, Oh, you know, choose him. We need an F1, we need an American driver. So, I think there's that that's a bit of a factor as well. And I think money isn't a big issue for Williams anymore, so they don't need Latifi. So, you know, I 
I don't think Latifi is going to be on the grid. And, you know, Albon brings in a bit of money as well and anyway. So I think they can afford to go for a hot young prospect. And I think Sargent, being on the junior programme already, fits that bill, I think. I have also gone for Sargent. I actually have rated him for quite a bit. Mm. Um, I think he was the driver who took it to Piastri in Formula 3 um, when they were teammates at Prema. I'm pretty sure, if I remember rightly, he was leading the championship going into the final round before yeah. he um, was punted yeah, Magella, out, wasn't it? out yeah. of control. Yeah, because I do think, actually, there's a high chance that he could have won that championship um, and could be it could have been a, um, a very different trajectory of his career. And then if you look at it, the fact that he came, he came so close to that championship that had to stay in F3 for 2021 and joined the team that was one of the, probably the worst second worst on the grid um and didn't get a point i think the year before maybe got like two and he won a race with that team so i think that's pretty good um and i think he's been very impressive in formula two he's been he's shown a kind of upward curve in a pretty good way if you compare it to where he started the season in formula two where he is now is it's it's so marked improvement so i think considering the circumstances williams are in take the chance i think i agree with what adam was saying that giving me a second year would probably be certain if that makes sense it'd give a bit of you definitely understand but i think they're in a position where they don't want to keep nicholas latifi they've obviously missed the boat on oscar piastri um and i mean williams have form in umming and ahhing over a driver and then eventually going for the next year if you look at their dealings with kibitza but i don't think they're going to go for nick de Vries, um because i think they're going to probably he's, he's going to probably end up with different scenarios. Um, and I think may as well go for a driver in your fold. Why not? Yeah, I'd have to. Yeah, I really hope this isn't one of those things where me and Freddie have gone with exactly the same line. Well, I don't think it is. Oh, no, we, I don't think we have. <laughs> yeah, but I think a couple of years ago, it was very, very similar. Uh, Adam, go on. Yeah, I, I just want to add, like, I, I'm not trying to kind of slam Sergeant or anything like that. I think he is. I think yeah, he's yeah, a great driver and he would be deserving of the seat. And I don't think it's unlikely that he ends up there. But um, I don't know. I guess part of me wanted to go a bit different. And also it did it did make sense from both sides that for Ricardo going there, it's just a, you know, one one and them and then see where see where everything's at. So, yeah. Well, I'm really intrigued by your um placing of Ricardo because I wouldn't be surprised if Nigel and I both also kept him on the grid but um, interesting where um, interesting that Williams is where it, he, he's shaken out for you I'm intrigued by your other drivers now yeah uh, we should quickly get uh, talk about Aston Martin because they've they've obviously confirmed their driver lineup Fernando Alonso has caused a mess partly <laughs> and uh, Lance Stroll he's uh, Fernando to mess yeah uh, Thoughts on that for next year? Uh, well, actually, we talked. We talked on. We talked in depth about it on uh, the episode when Alonso did move, so you can yeah. find out our thoughts there. But is there any anything new that you thought for over over the last seven days or so? It's it's the most one sided driver lineup on the grid, I would say. Mm. Um, that is my new thought. Yeah, Freddie, anything? Um. Just to reiterate what I've said previously, that I do think it's a, it's a brilliant move from Aston Martin. Um, and I think it's a bit of a heart move from Fernando Alonso, but I hope it works out. And I think they, I think they could get some very good results, particularly in 2024. It feels like yeah. it feels like 2005 or six. We're talking about this when all like the contracts were signed for like years in the future. It's like in like 2004 when 
no, like 2003 even, when McLaren signed Juan Pablo Montoya for the 2005 season. And then that year signed Fernando Alonso for 2007. It's like, oh, madness. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Alonso will obliterate Stroll. Quite frankly, I think Stroll will do really well if you if you can match him consistently. Uh, but yeah, just like Adam says, I think the driver dynamic to me, the personalities don't match too much. But uh, yeah, we'll see how they fare and where they are on the grid. Or I can see Alonso matching quite well with Lawrence Stroll. I can see them doing like joint press conferences where they go <laughs> on like riffs, like slamming other people. Well, if they're at the bar, they'll be slamming their own team, which will be fun to see. Slamming his own <laughs> son. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, Alpha Tauri. Now, Pierre Gasly has signed up uh, earlier this year uh, to stay for next year. Yuki Sonoda isn't confirmed yet. Will he be on the grid, do you think, Adam, next year? Sonoda. Sonoda, yeah. Or yeah. What else you do? Yeah. I yeah, I think so. I think he's he's been good this season, and I don't think I think he's shown enough this season. And as I said before, I don't think Red Bull have that driver coming up where in F two it's like he has to be getting a seat. And yeah, I just don't really you know unless, unless they nab either Porsche or Drogovic, then I don't really I don't really see it happening to be honest. Um, I I just don't really. Yeah, I don't see who would come in, and I think Sonoda's done enough that it's not like you have to get him out. So, yeah. Oh, interestingly, you say that I have gone for Filipe Drogovic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Red Bull are going to pick him out simply because, well, if he does become F two champion, and this year he has been very, very good. It's similar, similarly to Sergeant though. Again, I wasn't really. You know, didn't really see his talent too much, but thinking about it, his first year in F2, he was very good. Won a couple of races with uh, MP Motorsport, who are not a top F2 team. And then, yes, he had a bit of a dip last year when he was Joe's teammate at Virtuosi. Uh, but then this year, he's bounced, he's bounced back brilliantly. He's been very mature as well uh, recently. I think he's picked his battles uh, at the right time because he did build up quite a big, quite a big lead with his rivals having their own misfortune or making mistakes so I think he's shown the speed and I think he deserves a chance and I think Red Bull will pick him up and place him next to Gasly next year I, I can see Red Bull picking him up and sending him to Super Formula for a year and then like if if they want to replace an odor in uh, for 24 I can see that being a thing that'd be a very uh, Helmut Marco thing to do but yeah I think he's again like I think he's a good driver I'm um, not trying to take away from him but yeah, it, it just, I don't feel there's maybe the momentum there for him to get into F1 that I think he'd need. So it's an interesting shout. Have you gone for Freddie? See, this is the interesting position I'm in with. This is my quandary. Um, I think Sonoda should stay in that seat, but I don't trust Helmut Marco. <laughs> Who so, does? Who does? <laughs> hopefully, Sonoda. Um, and I, I want it to be a Gasly Sonoda lineup for next year because I, I agree with Adam. I do think Sonoda deserves it. I think his performance is relative to his teammate this year. Um, apart from sort of a few blips, I think for the most part, I think he's been bad blips, bad blips. But <laughs> mm. I looked hungry last time out. Like, what it was awful. I think he spun and he ended up being a lap down or something, and then the crash yes. in Canada and that. Yes, that, yes, that has happened. But I think for the most part, particularly on pace and on points and stuff like that, he's actually been very 
very good and, and definitely a marked improvement on the year before. And I think that's something you've got to take into account. But I think Mick Schumacher is going to be in the seat. Wow. 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 I just, I just, I, just ex- I don't know. I have a weird feeling that, that like, I can just really see it happening. I don't know why. No, oh, rhyme fine, or reason. no rhyme or reason. And it, it's, it's really odd <laughs> why I think that. But it's just like, oh, okay. So I think that. Okay. And if it does happen, I'll still be surprised, but I can, I can <laughs> oh, yeah, see, what? I can see um, Red Bull really pushing for it. Hmm. So I, you know what? It's similar. Well, it's not. A, it's a bit like me saying, you know, oh, they're going to pick out Drugovic because Drugovic has no links with Red Bull. And Schumacher has no links with Red with, with Red Bull even. But obviously, Schumacher has the F1 experience. Well, I guess the thing that I've just thought about is Red Bull have signed a new extent or. A, They've confirmed a new extension to stay with Honda for the next few years or have that agreement. So will that include Sonoda, you know, help him a bit, do you think? That's an interesting point. I'm not really sure. Um, I mean, Bull... I thought this was announced at the start of this year. Like, I, I had in my head that this, this was going to happen until 2025 20, anyway. But I, think, I think what's been announced is more of a kind of a relationship with Honda rather than a relationship yeah. with just kind of like... Um, kind of sort of intellectual property and stuff like that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like they've had HRC on the car this year, but they've obviously extended that. I think it's really the case. I think it's more just a it's a it's a throwaway for some copy really. Um but I I Rebel were always very uncertain on whether Yuki Sonoda was a Honda driver or a Rebel driver. And I think he was a bit of both. So that could be an interesting point. I haven't considered that. I just don't think Sonoda's got much of a future in F1, which is why Red Bull say goodbye to him. That's why I kind of stands to it. I mean, he's only something like three and a half, four and a half seasons out of F4. Like, it, you know, he, yeah. he is still, which is why I kind of don't, um, yeah, I don't, you know, he, he came in into, um, came into F2 as a, as a rookie and showed enough there. And so I think, you know, not just in terms of F1 experience, but in terms of racing experience, he is still pretty young to be at the pinnacle of motorsport. So that's why um, I think he deserves that chance. And yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's a kind of, you know, you're both right in that it's it's a bit of a wild card what's going to happen in that situation. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'm not going to lie, I don't see Mick Schumacher, but... It's a very interesting. <laughs> it, is, it is very interesting. Uh, very interesting thought experiment. Um, I think yeah, with Yuki, it's. I think he's performing better this year in a worse car. And if you look at where he was compared to Gasly last year. Gasly was really flying, and Yuki was wasn't performing very well. But this year, I think they're very on par. And Sonoda's performing definitely markedly better in terms of results compared to last year, but in a worse car. <clears throat> so I think yeah. I think that just should be taken into account to really mark where he is this year. And I think it's very easy to forget that just because we kind of don't really ever really trust Alpha Tauri's position on form. But they were fighting for fifth in the constructors last year, and Sonoda was the driver who let them down. But I think this year, if they're in a car that was that was at the rate of the the relative competitive performance that last year's was, I think he would be really driving that as well. So yeah, I, but completely... I just don't trust them. I just really don't trust them. Weird things, but I can yeah, see if it, it, push for it, Chewbacca for some reason. If he was performing like this 
last year, so no, no, everyone will be absolutely giving him loads of praise. But yeah, interesting. We've all got the three different drivers there, sticking with the Alpha theme. Uh, Alpha Romeo, Valtteri Bottas is signed up until what did I write? Twenty twenty three? Or no? They just said it was a multi year. Yeah, it's a multi year. Uh, yeah, it'll be two years plus option. Yeah. Yeah. So 2023 confirmed for Bottas, obviously. Uh, who do we think is going to line up against him next season? Uh, is Adam going to go first again? Or... Uh, no, I'm going to say Joe. So am Are I. you going to say Joe? Yeah, I'm going to say he's going to stay. Interesting. Because? I'm very happy with him by the looks, in my opinion. Um, I, think, I think his curve has been pretty good. He's obviously nowhere near Bottas, um, but he's definitely closer and getting closer, in my opinion. Um, so I think the team are going to keep it. It's, it's, it's that kind of position where when they kept Latifi for his second season, it's kind of like, okay, we can see bits where it's going, we can see that this could be all right, but I don't know where it will be next year. It's, it's, but it's a, it's not a punt to keep Joe. Mm. I, I, I think he's significantly ahead of where Latifi was going into his second year. Um, but yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I just I don't see a reason why Timor Driver would um, would move away. To be honest, and I not really I don't know. There wasn't a name that kind of sprang to mind of who'd replace him. Although maybe Nigel's going to surprise us. Well, tail Porsche, it has to be. This it, they've been bigging him up for so long. They have to put him in the well, seat now. It's now or never. Huh? Do you not get the impression they've stopped bigging him up? A little bit, but I think he's still good enough to be in F1. Yes, he's not had the best year this year in F2, but I think he's year. still got that raw talent, and I think Alfa Romeo will go for that, I think. Because I mean, if, he, he, if, he does, if he doesn't get in this season, I don't think he'll get in at all. I mean, he, he's another one that's like Yuki three and a half seasons out of F4. He's two and a half seasons out of F4. So, you know, again, he's very young in terms of racing experience. So I can see them going again but if he won the championship then maybe they want to get him in um and maybe they'll hold off joe for a bit for that but uh i, yeah. I still just rate him so highly so i think that's why i've yeah. gone for it I he guess. is really really good yeah, yeah. It, it's a hard one it's a really hard one because i've not been impressed with what he's done in formula two um i think he's been pretty you know, he's had a lot of bad luck as well. And pretty much, in my opinion, luck. the same as Callum Island in Formula Two. Wow, well, well, I'm not having that. I'm not having that, mate. Off a cliff. Um, but look, well, what? He's he's not fighting for the championship in his second year in a way. Island was. I mean, he's fighting the championship as best he can. But he's, he's had out. a lot of bad luck. What? Okay. Well, so is every F2 driver. Um, it's such a fickle car. I do. I do think he should have done better, in my opinion. Really. Um, that's where I lean it, and. I think I I would love to see him in F1. I think he could do really well, but also I just think I think they do Alfa Romeo do have a good thing going there at the moment. I think he's it really fit for for table chair for me, it depends on the next two or three rounds, to be honest. And I think I do think if there's any driver in that grid who could really just go on a drive of a result, I think he could. But I think he needs to do that. I think he's been lacking in kind of doing that a lot, a lot of the time, in my opinion. I think I think if he does get to F one, I think he will, you know, show his talent. I'd, you know, yeah, maybe it's just my heart rather rather than my head for this one. But I, I, 
I think he'll show his talent and his inexperience. I think it'd be quite an up and down season. I I, I rate Porcher, but I think yeah. Although that next season will be his third in F two as well. So yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. Joe is the safe bet. Yeah, Joe's yeah. definitely the safe bet. And so. Alpha Romeo are quite a safe team as well. Yes, that's right. Like Raikkonen and Giovinazzi for free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So I've gone a bit different for that one. So let's move on to Haas then. Uh, Kevin Magnussen is contracted until next year as well after he returned to F1 in February. Was it February or March? It was March. February, wasn't it? I think, oh, it yeah, say so 2020, after he returned this year, earlier this year. Uh, so who is going to line up alongside him? Because one of us has already placed, I can't remember what we said Schumacher. now, one of us placed uh, Schumacher at Alpha Tauri. That's Freddie. So Freddie obviously thinks Schumacher won't be at Haas. So where do you think he's going to be, Freddie? Uh, sorry, who do you think will be in his seat, Freddie? That was an awful... <laughs> Don't yeah. laugh. Yeah, yeah, you messed up on that one. That's all right. Um... So I've got written down Colton Herta um, because I think Haas will be a little bit, oh, ah, and then we'll sign Colton Herta. Um, Just to make that clear, Haas are going to go, oh, ah, Colton Herta. It's as simple as that. Not as good as who are Cantona, is it? I was about to say, it's it's the name, that the racing driver name that sounds closest to Cantona. (laughs) Colton R could work. Exactly, there we go. Um, Basically, I think Andretti and... Haas could have a deal. Who knows? I'm making this up on the spot, let's be honest. Um, because Andretti has struggled to get onto the grid, but they obviously want to have a presence. I couldn't be surprised if um, they try and have a bit more of a presence on the grid by having um, a kind of deal with, hey, Haas, how about you have this free driver called Colton Herter? Um, but I don't really know what would work out for anyone there, but I can see Colton Herter driving. Well, it's the American team, American yeah. driver in the American team, isn't it? That's yeah, what Haas sure. you know, um, should have been doing from the start. If you can get some Andretti sponsorship on Haas that would be interesting um, so yeah basically I think Colton Herter is going to be there um, ah, this is where I get a little bit like hmm about things and I need to kind of make a decision about something in the future like is Kevin Magnussen going to be there as well let's be honest let's, let's, let's... oh so you don't think Magnussen will be there either I don't know I don't know alright well I'll tell you what, I'll say who I think will be in next to Magnussen because I think Magnussen is saying I think it'll be the same driver lineup. I think Schumacher has shown glimpses finally starting in Canada I'd say that he can match Magnussen he's got the pace and I think he's going to continue that form in the second half of the season as well which will save his seat after his crashes and mistakes earlier over the last well 18 months really Uh, so I think he's going to drive his way into securing that seat and I think Ferrari as well there's still that element of could he be you know probably a number two driver to Leclerc or whoever's leading Ferrari in a few years perhaps that's what I kind of think Freddie is shaking his head at me though Schumacher's not going to be at Ferrari if he performs I still think he could be a he's player been better than Taylor Porcher granted but like yeah. that level isn't very much so I, I think he will race for Ferrari in F1 at some point in his career. And I think that wow. could be soon, but it's not going to be next season. I also they think... They didn't even have him on the grid for next year, man. Oh, I do. I have him at Haas. Um, no, I, I nearly didn't. Oh, OK. Um, yeah, yeah, I have him at Haas, but 
I find Freddie's hurter is fascinating. That's that's I really like that. And thank yeah. you. Oh, okay. All right, I was that was sure. Cool. Call me by surprise. But uh, just like, you... it, it's one though that there's not, there's a lot of ways that it could make sense, um, which is cool. I, yeah, but... and there's a lot of ways it couldn't also. Yeah, um, but you know, I mean, let's be positive. Formula One. Yeah. I think. Uh, um, go on. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep Magnussen there for now. I might come back to that in a bit. In a bit. I, pin in that. <laughs> yeah, I think Magnussen will stay as well. I don't kind of. Yeah, I. I keep. I keep. He's, he's been he's, good if enough. If I were another team, basically, what I'm going to say to this: if I were another team, I would think Magnus would be a really good driver to go for. Mm. Um, but, but he's so happy at Haas, so I can see him really just being so loyal to that team. Basically, that's so kind what of Freddie's saying is Magnussen might go to Alpine. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Um. I can but, very much see them pursuing him. Yeah. No, that's a fair point. No, I'm, I'm going, getting ahead of our schedule here. So. Yeah, no, so I hope you see it is open. We'll get on to that. Last, because we've got McLaren to talk about first, though. Like 10 uh, <laughs> Yeah, so they've obviously got Lando Norris until 2025. And then the big stuff uh, this season. Uh, this season, this week, yeah, yeah. Is that... they're going to promote their simulator driver, Will Stevens, to a race seat. It's going to be insane. After yeah. they gave him that young driver test at Portimao, mm-hmm. um, he, he ran the, the day after Colton Herter did, and he really impressed the team. He's he's been really good behind the scenes. He's got that kind of Damon Hill attitude of an old driver stepping up. So yeah, Will Stevens for F one. Yeah, it wasn't that. It was that since uh, <laughs> in our last episode when we found out Oscar Piastri said he was not going to be at Alpine next year, which we all reacted to as it happened, which was very funny and shocking for some of yeah, us. Yeah, check that uh, out. That's yeah. actually quite fun. Yeah. Uh, so do we all think he, he is signed up for McLaren? I mean, it was the first thing I said when I saw the tweet. So I've got him there for next year. Is that Do we all agree on that? No. Oh, can I say yes before Adam? Yeah, goes in? So, yes. No. Um, and also based on what um, Nigel's former site, Racing News 365, have reported that it's been signed off by the contract recognition board in Formula One as well, um, which is a bold thing to report, which has also then since been picked up by most of the common autosport and the race. I kind of think that's looking relatively nailed on now. But Adam's gone against them all. He thinks Ricardo's <laughs> going to stay there and also be at Williams. So. Yeah, I, the main look. I'm not gonna lie. The main reason I did this was because I found it easier to pick someone from McLaren to go in than to come in for Alpine. But yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I find it a bit more likely that Alpine have a stronger thing than Piastri thinks than not. But yeah, it's it's mainly. Uh, I, I'm yeah. I was close to flipping a coin to decide where I put Piastri because I really couldn't decide. But. Yeah, it's a really, really good theory to be fair, and it, the fact that nothing's confirmed and it's all been playing out in the media so far is, it means that you know it is kind of fifty-fifty. Flipping a coin is probably the only way you can make a prediction on that because I think you're right. I think there is Alpine, obviously, um, have been ridiculed a lot recently, but we haven't seen any of these contracts. We don't know. They they could genuinely have legal case for this. So yeah, they put out the press release ultimately. Yeah, mm. exactly. It's a very good point, and it you know over. I think. It's a really good point to make. I, I mean, but I, 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 I think 
the only reason Piastri said what he said is because uh, he's signed up with McLaren or signed up with a different team at least, which I think is McLaren. So, yeah, I think that's why I've gone for him there. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, firstly, like, McLaren still haven't announced anything. And I just think the way, yes, like Alpine went out with it, but also the way they're like backing it up and they're still backing it up that they are so certain that they are legally sound, then I don't know. I I just, I think there's got to be something in that. And I don't really, yes, it won't be an ideal situation for Piastri, but I think he'll be able to swallow his pride and get in get in the car and drive and, you know, see what happens in... But you said he's not going to be driving there. Yeah, I know, but it's not, like, you know, that that's what he said, and that's what he probably believes right now, but uh, I just don't think it's that much of a hurdle, really. It's easier for Piastri to renege on a tweet, you could say. Yeah. Um, but oh, I'm intrigued to quiz you on now, Adam, is that you've said Ricardo is going to go to Williams, so you think there's going to be an alternative in the McLaren seat? Yes. Okay. Yes, that is. Unless it's Norris, unless Norris takes up two seats. No. That's, a, that's no. a conversation relating to you off this podcast. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I think he's going to be the next result. Uh, go on, Adam. Who, who's, <laughs> who's it going to be? I've gone Pelo. Ooh. But... That was my original choice about a month ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, again... Yeah, I, 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 I'd be highly in favour of that. Yeah, I, I was just, I was kind of thinking about it and partly it was just ease that there is someone there in the McLaren stable, or is he in the McLaren stable? Well, I think he is, that they can bring in and yeah, I'd, I don't know. I think it, it makes it makes sense for both parties and like you said, Nigel, for him to leave and then go, you know, sign up with McLaren, then there must be some incentive there. So yeah, that's why I've gone. I'm not, the, you know, these two are the ones that I am least certain on, obviously. But, yeah, I just think, yeah, that's what I think. If it is Palo, then, oh, my word, it's going to be absolutely chaos until we find that out. Uh, it, make, it, makes it makes sense. I mean, Hurt is obviously the driver from America. He's been linked so much to Formula One. But the, the two drivers that also are well-linked and well-liked by McLaren, Palo and Pato Award, are performing way better than him this year in IndyCar. So in terms of points and stuff like that, I mean, yeah. if you look at pace, you'd probably go for Herter, but he really, if you take Herter and put an iron on him to iron him out, you're going to need like to do that like 40 times. He's a severely creased driver. Um, but that's a butchered metaphor if ever I've said one. But, um, but I don't know. I just find it'd be interesting. It'd be really interesting. It wouldn't play out to like December. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, because um, before this Piastri thing, I did think Pelo, but because of this Piastri thing now, I think it has to be Piastri. So, and so, it's, yeah. it's ahead of a move to make. Um, if you're McLaren, um, Pelo is a driver who really has sort of grown with age. Yeah, his junior results weren't very good. His Formula GP3 results weren't very good. They're always kind of average. I think he got a reverse grid win or something in GP3 and that's about it and then he basically when he went over to Super Formula I think and did okay and somehow got an IndyCar drive and some and then did really well so he's 
he's an oddball career of a driver and I don't know, he's a weird one to sort of rank because he's been excellent in IndyCar. He has been excellent in IndyCar, but he's not been excellent anywhere else. So where do you, who are you both saying for the other Alpine and McLaren seats then? Uh, well, I think we're both McLaren. saying Piastri for McLaren and Norris. Yeah, Norris and Piastri. Okay. Yeah. I'm in and for Alpine? Alpine, I'm saying Ricardo and Ocon. Sensible, I think. I think is it? Yeah, it's probably the most sensible choice. It's sensible although it's super can, open because Ricardo is going to be cheaper than he was, but they also know how he works. Yeah. Um, and he would be basically slotting into his old seat with his old mechanics and team and so on. It. We're talking. You, you were talking about Piastri sucking it up and dealing with it. If if he had to go back there, I think it's less of a suck up and deal with it for Ricardo in my opinion because he's he's had to he's had to do that for the last year and a bit on track anyway so there's be- there's a pride element from Alpine's side that I don't know this is nothing tangible but if they do get snubbed by Piastri and he goes elsewhere I think bringing the kind of you know PR of bringing back Ricardo, I think would look like failure. And I can see them not purely for that, just bringing, going it's for someone hard. else because it's like, we're not, we're not going back to our ex. We're getting someone else. We're bringing them in. I, do, I disagree. And in my opinion, there's an element of it. If you could spin it like this from a PR angle, pretty well, that um, Ricardo is, he dumped Alpine and, and Renault, but he's okay with going back to them. I mean, it's it's a it's a reach to make because obviously he's been sacked he's not chosen but you can definitely do a a, a play on the fact that um he would go back there it's the closest closest you can get to a positive way of spinning it to be honest apart from saying we've taken we've taken a sack driver i mean he is what he's he's got eight formula one wins and that kind of thing so he's got many a podium he got two podiums with with renault so he, he, and he was performing excellently there. That's we forget. I think if you're Ricardo, you look at that and sort of look back where you were a couple of years ago and go, to be honest, this team wasn't a problem for me. I just thought this team would be better for me. It hasn't been. So maybe it's better to go to a team that would work with for me. And Alpine, I think, can afford to then not pay him 25 million a year as well and get a driver who's performing so excellently last time he was there. You've convinced me of that. I, I well, I wasn't gonna say, I was gonna say Ricardo wasn't gonna be on the grid, but you have convinced me with your who, explanation. Who were you gonna say would be for Alpine? Uh, Stoffel Van Dorn. Whoa, what the, the whoa, why didn't you go first? What? what? He's already I, signed up for DS Dragon, su- mate. You were surprised at me. What? I think he's going to make a return to F1. I think. Oh, I yeah. mean, I'd love it. I, I think we all know what went wrong in McLaren. Rap in Formula One, but anyway. Well, a bit, a bit like Ricardo actually. It didn't work out at McLaren, but he's super talented. I think he might get another chance in F1. He's like thirty. Well, Albon's nearly twenty-nine, apparently. So. He'll be twenty-nine at the start of the twenty twenty-five season. <laughs> Van Dorn, Van Dorn, Van Dorn will DeVries. be 33. Or DeVries. Or DeVries. One of them. DeVries is like 28. Yeah. 
I, feel, I, I, feel I, more I see. I see a less. I see it less likely that De Vries would go to Formula One than Van Dorn, even though De Vries has been the one that's been linked a lot. Yeah. Um, I can see De Vries going to. I, I said this to Nigel as well, a few times. I see De Vries being um, leading the Toyota Le Mans lineup from next year, um, unless he goes to Maserati in Formula E. Who knows? But um, oh, I don't. Know. I'm, I, you, you've got, you did convince me with your Ricardo thing. I know, I, just for the uh, shock, so. I kind of also want to say stop with Van Dorn now, just to be weird. <laughs> be like, it's just saying, just being like, yeah, Van Dorn, yeah, we're going to die on that hill. And just when it happens, <laughs> yeah. this, this I, is why I don't have gambling apps on my phone. I am just so shocked. <laughs> like, that's just such out of everything, out of Alonso to Aston, everything that's happened with Piastri, Freddie saying Schumacher to where Al, uh, Alpha Tauri, that is the most shocking thing about F1 that I have heard in the last few weeks. I, I don't see why um, if McLaren aren't signing Ricardo, aren't, aren't, if, if, if McLaren aren't signing Piastri, sorry, they, Ricardo would be going. Yeah, I don't know. I guess because I said about a month ago, a month ago that Ricardo will be leaving F1 now, I'm just going to be uh, stick with my guns, I guess. Uh, I, but, I, I yeah. think if we did this podcast next week, I'd have an entirely different grid. That's the thing. I mean, there's mm. there's a whole load of things you guys have suggested. Like Schumacher at Ferrari. Schumacher at Haas. <laughs> <laughs> Sonoda I, staying. Um, or Sonoda at Williams, something weird like that. I mean, the, the I thing can with- see that. As well. The thing with Ricardo is, like, if if I'm McLaren, which I'm not, but if I am, I'm just, <laughs> Thank you I don't, that, I don't, it just seems like there's so little risk to bringing in someone else because there's not that much worse they can be than Ricardo has already. And they've already given him the shot this season at Redemption from last season. So I just yeah. don't, yeah, I, I know, I know there's always the chance, but. To me, that's it what just, provides the most risk, if you know what I mean. In that a driver that was so highly rated everywhere else as Ricardo was not performing there, taking a risk on someone who's not like proven in Formula One, say, is then even more of a risk, you could say. But, could but then no, how not, no, in terms of results and performance, they won't be any worse. Well, they should they yeah. can't really be any worse than Ricardo. Surely. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like you, right, you can score nineteen less you can you can score nineteen less points over, uh, halfway through the season. Like it's really not that far yeah, to drop. And so, yeah, it, it's just not really. I just don't see what they kind of gain from sticking with what they know in Ricardo versus trying someone out just for the sake of trying someone out because they just. Yeah, I just think they know what they have with Ricardo and it's not good enough and it hasn't been. If you want to hear more about our thoughts on Ricardo, watch the Ricardo episode that we did about four weeks ago, three or four weeks ago now. I can't remember. Ricardo. Uh, but yeah, this is by far the most crazy silly season for a long time and F1 always has so boring this year <laughs> yeah same so solid. I thought it was going to be well Magnussen and Schumacher Sonoda and Gasly um, maybe, maybe I mean I've gone Gasly. for both of those to be fair maybe will be at Williams and be the only rookie or something like that but yeah by me so uh, quickly I believe we didn't really talk about Mercedes properly I did mention it but then we kind of moved on quickly I don't know why I did that bad hosting uh, you had something to say on Mercedes Adam it's very it's very Nigel hosting it's very winging it hosting it yeah. Um, yeah I, <laughs> I mean the, the way the order we've done the teams I've got no idea why I've done it in that order but anyway we discussed that because Alpine was the big story yeah I guess mm. I, I mean I think I, I mean just for completeness I think it's worth mentioning them and I certainly think it's going to be Amazon and Russell next year but 
Um, if you want to take, uh, I think what? they're the best driving pairing on the grid this season. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, definitely. And who do you think is going to be there next season? Hamilton and Russell, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was teeing up for such a good shock from someone. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, but we're not stupid. Van we're not, we're not saying Van Dorn's going to Alpine, are we? We're not stupid. No, yeah. that'd be really stupid. <laughs> so, yeah, to round off then, shall we just quickly read out who we've got? Uh, in each team, so the viewers and listeners who have been watching and listening for the last hour and a bit uh, can write it down and then laugh at us and tweet at us uh, in a few months. Uh, but please I let guess. us know as well. Yeah, yeah. Please let, yeah. let us know in, in the comments of this or on, on Twitter or wherever you want to say her abuse Biden or praise at us. DMs I, and send him a nice poem about what you think is going to happen to Stoffel Van Dorn. Oh I, I, but yeah, I am genuinely interested because I think all of these, like, you can make it's we've been shocked at each other's picks, but you can also make solid arguments for all of them. So please let us, like, in the comments of YouTube or on Twitter at Winging It F1, then please let us know because I am interested to hear what people think. Yeah, so very quickly, Red Bull for our Mercedes, that's obviously all the same for yes. me. Uh, McLaren, I've got I've got Norris and Piastri, Alpine, Ocon and Van Dorn, Aston Martin, it's obviously Alonso and Stroll, Alpha Tauri, Gasly and Drugovic, Alpha Romeo, Bottas and Porsche, Haas are going to stick with their lineup, Magnussen and Schumacher, and then I've got Alex Albon and Logan Sargent at Williams. Who did you again have, Adam? Uh, I'm going to go in a different order to you, but I have, yeah, the top three teams staying the same. I have Ocon and Piastri at Alpine, Polo and Norris at McLaren, um, and then Haas and Alfa Romeo keeping the same lineup, and Alfa Tauri uh, and Aston Martin, and Williams taking Ricardo. Uh, Mr. Freddie Coates. That was mad. Adam just said Vettel's coming back. Um, <laughs> Um, I have same lineup for Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari, Alfa Romeo. I have um, Aston Martin's obviously bringing Alonso in. Alfa Tauri with Gasly and Schumacher. Haas with Magnussen and Herta. Williams with Albon and Sargent. Alpine with Ocon and Ricciardo and McLaren with Norris and Piastri. And um, also, um, I think all the team principles will stay the same. Well, I've not forgiven that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tune in next time. See, brilliant. It's been a pleasure, guys. As always, yeah, I, mean, I don't think I've ever said that before because that sounded weird coming out of my mouth. But it has been a pleasure. Oh, it's nice of you to say it, though. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Very kind of I've what I've really enjoyed about this year's silly season is, is just as a, I'm, I'm you guys know that I'm and Nigel, you're the same as me, but we're such big fans of other motorsport and the way they've all sort of linking this year in a weird yeah. way is really fun um the fact you've got indycar and formula e playing input into this kind of discussion we've had is, is very fun because it can get very insular in the sort of f1 f2 bubble and it's very fun to have sort of the talent recognition being quite global if that makes sense yeah. um because if we were if we were doing a podcast on the formula e city season if you go on the wikipedia there's like 20 drivers that say tba there for the 23 season <laughs> And like that would be mad, but who knows? Dan Tixon's not going to be there. Yeah, Dan Tixon's not going to be in F1 either, probably. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we will be back next week then, hopefully, for a mid season review of some car before we all go on holidays and carry on with our work. So, until then, thanks, Adam. Thanks, Freddie. It's goodbye. <laughs>